There is one. There is one that does hear us. There is one that does see us. There is one that defeated death to give us life. There is one, Jesus Christ, the risen Savior and Lord. Can we thank Jesus for what he's done today? Amen. Heaven applauds. Everything is happening. We are glad you took some time, as Chris mentioned, to be here in this Easter, sunny Easter day that we're here. Uh, and so I just want to take a moment. If, if you're new with us, we want to hopefully you, you felt comfortable coming in and you grabbed some coffee and a donut and a picture with the Easter bunny. By the way, you're thinking, how does the Easter bunny fit into us? He has a shirt that says raised to life. The Easter bunny knows exactly what this holiday is about, by the way, okay? But we're not here for that, are we? We're not, as much as I love the Easter Bunny and, and, the, and, 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 and I love donuts and I love the, the, the hunts and everything we do, and I, and I love chocolate. How many of you love chocolate? This is a day you're thinking, I don't, can I have chocolate day? Absolutely. This is a day you're going to have chocolate. It's not about all that. It is about our risen Lord. And everything is based, our whole faith is based on this particular event that happened in history. So if you're new with us, we're so glad you came. And, and if you want to get to know us a little better, there's a connection card you can fill out and maybe to kind of bribe you on the way out. We've got a little gift for you. You can drop it off with one of our, our folks in the back at our connection point. Just a way to make a connection. If you came, you're like, I'm just kind of checking things out. I don't really have... Don't feel any pressure doing any, anything except just be here with us. Uh, we will have, if you want to take a family photo or whatever downstairs, it'll be fun to do that on the way out. It's just a memory to have, and, and uh, you'll, you'll get that picture emailed to you if you want to do that uh, th today as part of it. But we want to take this moment. Also, if you are here and this is your church, you call us church. Thank you for those that give in offerings. We do that either uh, online, digitally at my.ctkchurch. You can also give on the way out as you're doing it. Basically, again, if you're here as a guest, just feel, feel no pressure to do that. We are just glad you took some time in this day, this special day as we celebrate together. And I want to welcome those that are watching online as well today. Maybe, maybe this is the morning for you where you're going, I, you wish you could be here, but we're glad you can connect with us this way as well uh, to be a part. Well, I don't know how you view Easter when it comes to holidays and traditions. And, you know, some of us will be having brunch or ham dinner and all the, all the, all the traditions that go with that. And a lot of the traditions we have in holidays are very nostalgic. I have great memories. Uh, I don't know about you, but I also have some memories that maybe aren't as good. In fact, my earliest Easter memory is actually it wasn't very good memory. Uh, it was an Easter egg hunt at Cornwall Park in Bellingham. And I think, this is the picture of me here. I'm, I'm about three years old, excited about Easter. But I tell you that day, I remember like my first memories of it, where there was this massive crowd of children and their moms and dads, and they're around in, outside of a rope, and this helicopter came down, and it had a net, and it laid out all these eggs onto the field. And then there was a horn, and then you're supposed to run and grab as many eggs as possible. So my mom goes, go, run. And so I'm running and looking in my little, my little basket. And, and everywhere I go, there was, there was a kid that would take an egg. 
And I grab it, and then I look up, and there's bigger people. There's moms and dads. Actually, they're helping their kids with the eggs. And I look back at my mom, and she's like, I, I, this is the first memory of abandonment issues that came out for me at this point that counseling worked out later. Or it might have been empowering. Hey, buddy, I'm not going to enable you any longer. You're only, I know you're only three, but you're on your own. You better get as many eggs as possible. And I'm just like, all these, you know, and I go back and kids had piled up eggs and I had like three eggs in my basket. So that was my beginnings of Easter. That was where it all started for me. I think sometimes we can feel in, in life, I, I, there's times where we're, the expectation that we have for something, and you're hoping a little bit more in the basket, you're hoping for just a, and you realize other people have so much over here, and, and, and you just like, you, you feel like it sometimes come up empty in life. It happens all the time, and, and so I think you could think back in your own life where that, that's happening for us. So, you know, I don't know what your expectation is this, this Easter was, but you need to know that the first Easter, people were feeling kind of empty and kind of feeling disappointed. You see, you might have had a really good week. How many had, would you say you had a really good week last week? Raise your hand. It was a really good week. Let's be honest. How many would say actually I had a bad week? Could you just raise your hand you had a bad week? Okay, here's the thing. I'm not trying to one-up you or anything, but if anybody had a bad last week, it was Jesus. Okay? Jesus, it started good. It started great. It was a parade. I mean, you start in a week, and there's a parade about you, and you're going through the streets. I mean, a hero's welcome. It just went from really good to not so good. And the last week of Jesus, there was this intensity that was building up. It was kept building and building and building. And it's almost though as the, as the pressure was on and, and the opposition was there toward Jesus, it almost seemed like a, like a bow and arrow for him. The, 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 as there was more tension, he was focused on the target. You know what the target was? It was us. The Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorned shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We were his target. We were his, we were what, what, what it was all about. And there was this tension that was building, it was building, and, and it, was, it was moving toward what he came to do, and that was to die for us. And he told his disciples, his, his, his closest followers, this is all going this direction. This is what's going to happen. And, and, and he would talk, and, and yet popularity would build, and you know, Jesus would start talking about his kingdom, what his kingdom is. He, he spoke about the kingdom more than anything else that when you read in Scripture was about the kingdom. And the, and the, 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 the followers are going, great, awesome. Let's build a kingdom, Jesus. Let's, let's be about this, this kingdom you're doing. And they're, they're thinking, oh, it's a political one. And still today, we think it's somehow political. People get political and they, there's this, you know, it's, it's not, that's not the kingdom I'm building. And yet they going, oh no, this is, we're going to kick out Roman oppression. We're going to kick out, we're going to kick out these, these, and we can come to power and we can rise up. And pretty soon things started unraveling a little bit. They began to, Jesus began to talk about that he had to die, but yet he would, he would, he would come back again. And, and, and they didn't like to hear it. It was almost denial of what was going on. Well, leading up just the night before he would, you know, be put to death, he, had that last supper he gathered with them and before he did he he did what he said he was going to do is not to come to be served but to serve and he washes 
their feet and are going, this is really strange. Why are you doing, Jesus? Jesus began to show them, and yet things began to unravel a little bit. I mean, he, he, he held up bread and he broke it, and he goes, my body is going to be put to death for all, and they're like, what? And then, and then the, 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 the cup he held up, my blood's going to be shed, and they're like, what is going on? And then he says, one of you is going to betray me. And, he, and then J Judas was the one that did it, left. But the reality is they're all, they all going to do that. And even, even Peter, even the one that was, the one that he thought would be the, the, he thought he would never do that. He said, Peter says, I never would turn my back on you. And he does. After, after confronted three different times, and then, the, you, you know, the rooster crowed, he, he, he realized at this moment that that he blew it as well. So all the disciples, they followed at a distance in shame and in fear as they saw their leader, they, the, the hope. that there was, there was this expectation of what it could be was just massive, massive disappointment. They, they saw him from a distance. He, he was beaten. He was whipped. He was then forced up a hill and laid on the ground and, and thrown on a, some lumber and, 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 and carpenter nails and then hanging on his skin and lifting him up and they, they saw their leader in agony and they're just like, what is going on? Why is this happening? And then they hear him say, my God, my God, why are you forsaken me? And they're like, yeah, why, why, Lord? Why, are, why is this happening? And then he says the, some final words, it is finished. And they saw his head, and he dies. And they're like, yeah, it's finished. That's it. It's over. What we, what we find is that, when, and to realize that they had expectations, they had, and they were disappointed, and yet what they, what they realized, and we realized, that Jesus didn't die for our expectations. He didn't die for our agenda, but his us the first easter it it wasn't it, it wasn't there wasn't much anticipation was there i think we say this and reminded every easter but the first easter nobody was waiting for a pre-dawn easter early easter sunrise service nobody was gathered Nobody, nobody was there when the sun rose, and there was, there, there was nobody having a candle visual, visual, a visual going, oh, okay, let's count. Five, four, three, two, one, Jesus! <laughs> Didn't happen. Nobody was there that first Easter morning. This is what happened. Let's read the... Easter story this morning here. Early Sunday morning when the sun came up, no one was there, but this is what happened. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they prepared and went to the tomb. And they stone rolled away from the tomb. When they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Boy, they're wondering about this. Suddenly, two men close that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, women bowed with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember, remember how he told you 
while you were still in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. So it's interesting. Jesus told his followers, including the ladies that were there, I'm going to die. I'm going to come back to life. But they forgot. They, they were in denial. They, they, they completely were, had no anticipation what was happening. And yet Jesus did what he said he would do. He would, he would die and he died a criminal's death. And he rose from the dead just as he said he would do. Well, let's be honest. Every Easter we, we come to this and every Easter skeptics rise from people and conversations and what is Easter about and people Google what Easter is about and what it really is about it. Okay, the, how did the bunny lay eggs? We're not sure on all that. And then we get back and we find out, no, it's, it, it circles back to this, what Jesus did. And, and, and when people look at Jesus, people look at the fact that, that Jesus did a lot of amazing things. I mean, we actually have extra biblical evidence. We have people, historians that wrote about it, Jesus of Nazareth. It, scholars did this work for us. We, we, we could just, it's history, right? We can actually read the Bible ourselves and go, wow, there is some amazing things not only happened, but what Jesus said. He was an amazing teacher. He had amazing life lessons, moral lessons, like if we do this, our life can be better. If we follow this, this is, this is a way and path path of life that we can experience and like just living for these things can make a huge difference in our life what you find is your quality of life goes up if you even just follow the teachings of Jesus but more than who Jesus what he did and what he what he did on earth and what he did in the ministry there what was much greater was what really took place and in fact it, that's what all that matters and so it, it's this proof that, that we have but but so if if you're here, or you know people that are struggling to really believe in this reality, this, this historical event, they're going, it didn't really, really, truly happen, the, the resurrection. Let's give everybody a break, because even Jesus' closest followers had their doubts. Peter, the one of the closest, his right-hand person, is, we could say his best friend. This is what Peter, this is his reaction. Peter said, however, got up and ran to the tomb, Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering himself what had happened. Peter, come on. If anybody, if anybody had, would, would think to have any, like, no doubt at all that this would take place, it was even Peter, his closest follower, wondered what happened. No one expected the resurrection to happen. They assumed dead people are dead. You need to know how significant this is. The very men and women that knew him best even had doubts about it as well. But yet, the very people that one day would write about what happened to try to convince people of others, even the first skeptics that did it really happen, Happen. And what they, what they did is they, they documented. They, and it's interesting, I always find it fascinating. They documented their disbelief. Like if you're going to make something up, you're telling a story about yourself that you want to just make it up, you kind of would make yourself a little bit of the hero of the story, wouldn't you? 
You wouldn't, you wouldn't just confess your doubts. I mean, even Peter, as he, he writes about it and talks about it later, I mean, if anybody, he could have gone and go, you know what? Everybody doubted. No one believed it would happen. But when it happened, I said, I told you it would. I told you it would happen. He didn't say that. In fact, the, the very moment of the first Easter, they, they stared at an empty tomb, and they're going, well, where'd they move? Where'd he go? What happened to the body? They weren't even thinking that. They, there, there wasn't even their mind, the, re, the resurrection. They were just, it was empty. They, they were, they're now going, what did they do with the, with the corpse? And yet, what we find is that their response to it all was fear, and they hid. It wasn't until Jesus, they saw Jesus alive again, that Jesus not just appeared to the 12th, but over the course of 40 days, he appeared multiple occasions. In fact, one appearance, he, he, he showed up to 500 people that saw him alive. There are witnesses of this message, of the message that would take place. See, the resurrection of Jesus Christ created Christianity. It launched the movement called the church. It's all based on this day that we celebrate. See, nobody launches movements with dead leaders. At least it doesn't go too well. What they did is they, 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 they saw, they had eyewitnesses, and everybody was interviewed, and people talked about it. They, they documented it. They collated it. They, they copied it, and they distributed it. Now what we call the Bible. Mark, or uh, Matthew and, and, uh, and Luke, they, they interviewed, or Mark and Luke, they weren't there for, on it, but they interviewed people that were. Matthew, Matthew, if you read, Matthew was detailed, wasn't he? He wrote so many little details. He must have just carried a little pad and paper around all the time, figuring out what, what Jesus is saying. I mean, John, I love how John expressed it. He goes, we are eyewitnesses of his majesty. He goes, I, 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 we, we, we heard him. We touched him. We felt him. We, we experienced the, the one and only coming in the flesh full of grace and, and truth. I think one of the greatest evidence of Jesus coming back and alive and being a risen Savior is James, his little brother. I mean, if you can convince your little brother that you are the Son of God, right? And Peter, the worst thing imaginable happened to him where he denied him, and yet Jesus brings him back and reinstates it. He re-believes and becomes one of the greatest leaders in the church. All these men, all these women had witnessed it, and we have it today. Now, do we, we have to believe those things, right? We have to believe what we have in the documentation that's there, but it's all there for us. All the resurrection account of Jesus we have, and it matters. It matters so much. In fact, if the resurrection didn't happen, none of what we do today on Easter, none of it even matters throughout the entire year of our life. See, Paul says it this way. If there was no resurrection of the dead, then Christ had not been raised either. And if Christ had not been raised, then all of our preaching is useless, and your faith is useless. What's the point? Well, the point is, it all matters because what Jesus did, he rose from the dead. We're here today, we celebrate not only that he was resurrected, but we also, as a we also celebrate the resurrecting life of Jesus. So I want to remind us some things today about the resurrection. Maybe for some of you it's brand new, but I hope it speaks into you where you're at and where, what's going on in your life today. Because maybe, you know, you felt like when I was little and 
what life was offering and there's a lot of emptiness in your Easter basket. Maybe this week you felt a lot of emptiness and maybe it really was a, a bad week and you're like, I know I can't compare it to Jesus' bad week, but I had a bad week as well. If you're in that place and there's some emptiness, let me, let me just share with you some, some thoughts, some reminders. In fact, I would say even declarations of really what the resurrection is. And, and first, you, you got notes there. You can, you can follow along as this. Hope can be restored. With the resurrection, hope can be restored. Let, let me just think about, I want you kind of, you know, I want you to think about what is the greatest need in our world today? What is the greatest need? What are, what are we needing the most? Now, some, I, and I followed the news yesterday, hadn't been watching it all week, and like, what's going on in Ukraine? It's just devastating. Some will say, well, peace. Peace is absolutely what we need in war-torn countries, and it's horrible, horrible thing. Thousands are dying and all that's going on. And I would agree with you. We need peace in our world, right? We need peace in our world more than ever before. We also, we also need healing. You know, we've gone through two years of, I think, we're, have we become experts in viruses? I think we've kind of learned a lot here along the lines. And at the end of the day, what we need healing, it's not just physical healing, but we need, we need a lot of healing. We have, we, have, we, have divided, we have a divided culture. We have divided families. We, we, there's a healing that needs to happen emotionally, psychologically, relationally. There's a lot of healing that we need in our world. People say, man, that's the greatest need. But I would think a lot of you, when I ask this question, this is what I think you're thinking. Love. Love is what we need. In fact, there's songs that say love is all we need. Well, even, even, even Paul said that in the Bible. He said the greatest of these is love right? You can't compete with love. And I, 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 it's, it's true. But I'm wondering of all those things, like, I mean, you could, I could, you could live life. It wouldn't be a great life if you didn't have love. If you, if you, you know, didn't have a lot, a lot of peace in your life, I think you could survive that. And you see the survivors in Europe, and it's horrible, but there's, some of them are surviving and making it, you know, and, and you know, maybe, maybe you need strength. I forgot that one, that you're just getting through, and you're weak, and you're getting, you're getting through it. Healing, all those things matter. But I, can I tell you this? If, if, if you don't have this one thing, I don't know if you can make it. And that is hope. If you do not have hope, I don't know how you, how you can make it, right? It, it, hope is what gets us up in the, the morning. It is what gets us through a bad week. It's, it's what we hang on to when conflict and hurt and betrayal and abandonment and everything that goes on. It, it's what gets us through a waiting room or recovery room or, or bad news from a doctor. And it's what, when you stare at a grave and going, in the person's past that you love so much is gone. It, it, it's what you hang on to on your last breath and your beating heart is hope. And when you, have, when you don't have hope, what, what really do you have? Our, girlfriend, or our, our, our son's girlfriend, Tori, she had a friend that ended his life last week. She, she was living in the Midwest, and it was somebody she worked with, and come to find out, she, she was one of the last people he talked to. And so that's devastating as a young person, having to go, wow, this person. Uh, I, apparently, he wrote letters, and I'm not even sure she got the letter yet after he died, so the letter will come later in, in the mail. Devastating. What happened? He lost hope. See, hope is what restores, what res brings resuscitation to our life. Easter had this empty tomb, and they were all puzzled. But an angel said to them this, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He is, isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Then they remembered that he had said this. It was this moment hope was rebooted, but it was still an empty tomb. There was still this emptiness that was there. And yet, 
What happened in the next moment is so powerful that it becomes so specific. And it happens to one woman. Her name is called out. Mary Magdalene is, is there, and she's pondering what had happened, and she sees it appears to be like a gardener. And she goes up to him, do you know, do you have any idea where they laid our Lord? And then this gardener, suppose a gardener says to her, Mary. And at that moment, she knew who he was. Specifically, her name called out. It was a moment probably for her that brought her back to the very first moments when Jesus said her name, when she was in bondage and in sin and difficulty in her life that she lived, her former life was completely different. And there again was this moment, he says, Mary. Can I tell you this morning, here, and if you're looking for hope and you're, 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 you're lost in where you are, know this is that there's, there's one, the risen Lord and Savior is calling your name. Lisa, John, Chris. Jennifer, what, put your name in there. He's calling your name right now. I love this promise in God's word that says this, when you're lacking hope, that there's a feeling of hope. Paul says it this way, may the God of all hope fill you with all joy as you trust in him so you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're lacking hope, the risen Savior and Lord wants to breathe hope into you through his very Spirit. And it offers with this hope, peace. Can I tell you, a resurrection reminder, actually bigger than that declaration is this, that through it, the resurrection, peace is possible. Peace is Possible, And I know it's hard as we watch our news and we see what's going on across the world and we're thinking, how can that happen? And we look at peace this way. We look at peace going, if we just could all get along, that would be really good. Now, that's a great form of peace. But peace isn't just making appeasement out here. True peace is right here. The Hebrews, their, their word for it, and we, they say it to one another. If you go to the Middle East, they say, shalom, shalom. It's a beautiful word. It means peace. More than peace, it means all is right with the world. It means this perfect harmony. It means this homeostasis they use in biology. It's this balance that all is right. And we're going, not all is right. Well, no, we don't have perfect shalom. Because it's, it's, it, Christ came and he died and rose again. And, and we know he went ahead. And one day he'll bring the peace to the earth. There will be perfect shalom that will happen. But in the meantime... Even though there's not a lot of peace out there, we can have a lot of peace in here. Jesus said these words like just before he was going to go and be taken and arrested. He says, my peace I give you. My peace I leave with you. The peace I have is not what the world has. Trust in me. He's saying the peace I have is this peace, the shalom that you can have. It's interesting as, as they realized that the tomb was empty. The tomb is empty was not enough for them. That wasn't as much as he said. It was still this emptiness. We know that feeling, okay, this happened, but what, what really truly took place? And so what we find is that, that the, the disciples, they huddled together. They, they got in a house. They didn't know what to do, and they're, they're thinking maybe they're going to get arrested and all that happens. And fear was over them, and so, so they hid. And so Jesus' first appearance to the entire group 
was this moment where they're, they're locked in this house. Well, Jesus didn't need even knock, right? He walks through the wall and appears to him, and he says, these are the very first words he says to him, peace be with you. You know the second set of words he says to him? Peace be with you. I guess they need it twice, didn't they? We need it twice. We need to be reminded over and over again of this peace. Here's a question. Are you lacking peace? Are you lacking peace right now? I think that's an honest question to ask yourself. Some of you are going, yeah. And the way to know this is, is there, or do you get just like overwhelmed with kind of grip with fear that it hard, it's hard for you to function? You know, it's kind, of, it's kind of fight, flight, and you're freezing. You're actually in a freezing place in your life. I mean, you're kind of making it through, but you're going, why am I seizing up like this? Is it anxiety that's overwhelming you that you're just not being very productive? You're kind of focused on yourself and you're not, it's hard for you to love and it's hard for you to care and be other-centered because you're so wrapped up in, in you and it's difficult. It closes you in. Are, are, you, are you unsettled in your soul? Are you waking up in the middle of the night or can't go to sleep or these moments in your day, you're just feeling it? What's going on? Well, the Prince of Peace the risen Lord and Savior offers this peace to you. I love what he says this, the second peace. He says this again. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending to you. And then he breathed on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. What, what Jesus gave, he not only gave them peace, but he gave them purpose, which is also hope. It gave them purpose what their life is going to... When you find out that the peace that you have is not for you just to feel good, but the peace that you have is for you to be able to share it with others, then you find purpose. And then what you need is empowerment because you can't do it on your own. See, the resurrection reminds us, actually declares and shouts loudly is this, is that power is available. That power is available. I was gripped again watching the news the other day and what was going on in Shanghai where another kind of COVID scare was happening and, and they, they told the, the Chinese people in, in Shanghai that they, they have to be locked in their homes and they put seals around their doors that they can't leave. If they break those seals, they'll be arrested. And the promise they would bring them food and supplies and it wasn't coming to so many of them. There was protests happening and all was going on and we we're just going... Wow, what would that have been like? Be sealed in your own home and trapped and feeling powerless. Some of you don't have a seal around the door, but you got a seal around your heart, don't you? And you're feeling trapped. You're feeling having difficulties in your life because you're feeling powerless. I want you to know, as much as I think it's great to find renewable energy on the earth, the true renewable energy is the, is the work of the Holy Spirit that moves in us and moves through us. We sang about it this morning already. Not just a resurrected Lord, but a resurrecting life he offers. I love how Paul, it's like just as Jesus breathed life and the spirit to his first followers, the same for us that's available, not just the first Easter night, it was, it's this Easter, this day, and continually is this. Romans says this, and if the same, or if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, his mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in in you. Amen. Re, the, if you want renewable energy in your life, if you want to see it circulate in your life, it's tapping in every single day. It is, 
it is, is plugging in, and maybe you can think wireless. You're, you're finding the signal. You're finding a connection from, to, to Jesus every single day. That you're opening this beautiful love letter called the Bible that speaks in you, that fills you up. You're saying, Holy Spirit, fill me. I'm drained right now. I need to be recharged in you. And I love how the promise Jesus says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be open to you. He says, I'm not, the, 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 just, just like a, a, a father provides for his children, the, 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 our father is not going to hold back his very spirit that would be given to you if you just ask. You're feeling tired, you're feeling weak, you're feeling worn down. What are you using as your renewable resource? It's probably not going to make it. It's the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the resurrection. But ultimately it's this, defining that leads to and reminds us of and shouts proclaimingly is this, of the resurrection that is true and eternal life is accessible true and eternal life is accessible because of the resurrection because in this post-resurrection week we go into we're laying to rest a friend of ours named Dean Dean was the assistant fire chief in Ferndale and we've known Dean a, a, a few years but we knew his wife for many many years and we grieve with Lou our, our, our children grew up together and, and we're just saddened by, by this news but, but Christy and I we, we, we remember a moment when, when he passed and heard the news and he had, he had died because of a cancer it was related to his occupation and, and all that happened to him and, and we, we were on I remember when he died and I, I, the memory came back when they were on our back deck last summer and we had such a beautiful time with them and it wasn't just so much as he's trying to survive through what he's going through but there was this renewable energy of the spirit of God in Dean Dean would say he, you know you probably say I was a Christian you know a nominal Christian but what was happening was that the work of Jesus was in him and all that was happening and this renewed life he was experiencing just shortly after that he ended up being baptized and so this last year even though his his body wear out his spirit was so filled and now lifted to the very throne of God as he's with Jesus today. Why? Because Dean ex experienced the, the power of the resurrection. A true eternal life is, accept, is uh, accessible for all of us to have. I love how even Jesus ministered to those that are in grief, to the, to the sister whose brother died named Lazarus, this is what, listen to these words. Listen to these words of not only comfort, but an invitation for every single one of us today. Jesus said to her, another Mary, he says to her, Martha, the other sister, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. Whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into this world. I invite our team to come as we pray here. And I want you just to prepare your own heart as they come. I want you to picture Jesus, now the risen Lord Jesus, saying to you and I, I, done, I did it all. I died on the cross for your sins. 
I rose from the dead to give you life. Do you believe this or not? Do you, do you believe this? Because I, I, I could give you all the evidence. We have history. We have history and documents, and we could, we could look at the Bible and, and all of how it came together. And, and, and the more I study it, the more it makes sense, the more how things were done really, really well to give us what we have. And it wasn't haphazardly. I mean, honestly, I mean, if someone made, the, made up the Bible, we'd make it a lot easier, wouldn't we? It, it, it all fits together when we look at the history of it. But all, not only we look at the history, we look at what the lives that are changed by that. You can look at the lives. If you want to know if the power of the resurrection really works, just look at the lives around you. Look at the people that you know. Look at the people that were in, that were in hopeless situations and, and going down a path of destruction. What happened to that person? That person encountered the living Savior, the resurrected Lord, and it changed their life completely. The resurrection life was in them, and it transformed them. And you talk with them today, they're like a different person. Yeah, that's what happens. That is the power the resurrection. So as we go to prayer here, I'm, I'm going to encourage you and take a, take, a, take a step, a response here today. But I have this closing question for you here. Easter 2022, here's a question. Do you believe and desire to experience a resurrecting life? Do you want to experience a resurrecting life? It's not only history that happened that bring us to this point that we celebrate today. It's still happening Jesus says, I am the resurrection of life. I, I, you can experience the power of me, this, this life. The same spirit that raised Christ, of the, Christ from the dead can dwell in you, the resurrected Lord. Do you have him in your life? Do you believe? The Bible makes it clear in Romans. It says, if, this is how you do it, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. We kind of look at that and go, that's it? That's everything that we need. That's everything that we need that has been done. And now we just have to believe and ask God for help to live it out, right? His resurrecting life through us. So I'm gonna invite you to bow your head here in a moment. We're gonna close in prayer. but I would be incredibly wrong for me and all that we heard and all that was shared in this very day not to give an opportunity for you to respond to it. This invitation that Jesus gave that, that, to that grieving sister, to the grieving follower named Mary, wondering what happened and her name spoken by the risen Lord also is speaking your name this morning. Ready to receive, ready to be open. With your heads bowed and just eyes closed, we want to take a, a private moment in a very public place, I know, to give you an opportunity to respond. If you've not, if you've not turned your life over to Jesus, meaning you have not confessed him to be your Lord and risen Savior, and you want him, you confess him to be your Lord, you can believe in your heart, you want to be a follower of him today, and you've not made that commitment, I invite you just to raise your hand where you're at. I just want to pray for you today. That's all I'm asking. Is there anybody here today? Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you for that hand. Yes. Okay. Great. Great. Let's 
Let's pray all together. And I'm going to invite you, if you raise your hand, just to pray this prayer silently, but, but, but also anyone here, even if you didn't raise your hand, saying, this is, this is it. This is this a prayer, and there's nothing magical about the prayer. It's just an honest prayer. Uh, if you say these words and don't mean it, it doesn't mean anything. What, what does it say? Confess with your mouth that Jesus Lord, believe in your heart. And the truest integrity that you have is what matters, is honesty before the Lord, where you go, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for out of your great love for me, you came and lived and you died for my sins. I should have been the one on the cross. I should have paid the penalty, but I didn't have to because you did that for me. Thank you for forgiving my sins that I'm no longer dead in my transactions, transgressions, Lord, dead in my wrongdoing. But I, Lord, I'm still, I'm still dead though, Lord, without your resurrection, your resurrecting spirit in me. So Lord, I die to you. I die to my old life. And now, Lord, I receive the new life that comes as resurrected, Lord, through me. I want to experience a resurrected life. And I receive you today in Jesus' name. God, I pray for all of us here today. Lord, may we be reminded once again what it's all about. It's you. Lord, may we lay our agendas down at the foot of the cross and take your agenda through the power of your risen power through the Holy Spirit that we can live in that power, that renewable energy, Lord, that, that helps us, that gives us peace. God, I pray for those that are lacking peace in their life right now. May they find peace in you. Lord, Lord those that are, that, are, that are struggling to find strength, that God, your power would fill them with what they need this day and this week. And Lord, may they find hope in you, the hope they can hang on to, the hope of glory in you. And God, may we hang on to you the true and eternal life that we have as you made it accessible for not only those that made a brand new commitment, which we celebrate today, but for all of us as we leave this place, as we move on and check another Easter Sunday off, Lord, may we live differently in, in light of this resurrection 